Hey everybody, Jeff here. Just wanted to sneak in a quick bonus episode uh, as we approach New Year's and the end of 2023, the beginning of 2024. Uh, just wanted to say hi, check in, uh, wish you all a happy holidays, and tell you about a couple things that are going on here at Storied SF. So uh, some of you might have seen, those of you who subscribe to our newsletter definitely saw a post or two on social media that we had been working on getting Storied SF hoodies made. Uh, really exciting for some reason, maybe because they're kind of expensive to make. Uh, we haven't done these at any point in the last six years, six and a half years that we've been doing this podcast. But um, yeah, the idea was just to have a simple hoodie with our logo on the front and back. Erin, uh, my wife of Bitch Talk Podcast, had the pretty brilliant idea uh, to make the ink on the black hoodies orange, uh, black and orange kind of a thing around here. So, uh, you know, we went back, as we do, to our good friends and uh, friends of the show over at Babylon Burning, Mike and Judy Lynch, and the crew there at, at Babylon and we worked it out. We got some really, really nice quality hoodies. Uh, and by quality, I mean the fleece inside is real nice and warm. The ends of the hoodie laces, uh, you know, those are usually like plastic. These are not plastic. These are like little metal tips um, that, you know, the idea is hopefully these things will last quite a while um, because you will be wearing them every day. Um, so yeah, so, you know, a couple, maybe three or four weeks leading up to getting the art over to Babylon Burning, getting the hoodies ordered, getting them screen printed over, uh, at the really amazing space over on Howard Street, um, that we talked about in an episode last year, uh, 939 Howard. I picked up the hoodies last week, and they're fucking awesome, I gotta say. So we've been running, uh, basically what we did was try to raise money uh, ahead of the order to to get as much as we could to help us actually get them made. Appreciation and shout out to all those who did donate. And uh, we decided to extend a pre-sale <laughs> offer um i haven't quite set haven't quite figured out what the final price will be after the pre-sale is over but the pre-sale price which is a very very good deal trust me uh is 40 dollars. and if you want to still contribute at that pre-sale uh level uh you can do so there's two links in our bio one's to venmo and one's to paypal um However you want to do it, uh, send us $40. Let us know your size. We've got extra small through double XL. They are unisex. So throw us 40 bucks or more and let us know your size and uh, your address, and we will get those to you. That offer is going to stay up through New Year's Eve. So, um, yeah, jump on that. After January 1st, like I said, um, the, the hoodies, hoodies will be regularly priced. Haven't quite figured out what that's going to be, but it's not going to be $40. So um, if you uh, want to support us and in return, get back a really high quality, amazing hoodie with our logo very big on the back. Looks beautiful. 
um, on the front, we've got it again uh, and a little uh, established in 2017 under the logo. Um, there will be photos up with this bonus episode so you can check out what those things look like. All right. Moving on. Uh, something I've been wanting to share with you guys uh, that's kind of been happening behind the scenes. So uh, you all know and love Michelle Kilfeather. Uh, sh- Michelle and I became friends at Boozland. Uh, she was a bartender and I was on the other side of the bar uh, for a while. <laughs> got to know her, got to love her, um, got to learn about her art. And back in the summer of 2017, when the idea for this podcast came around, um, asked her to join me and she was with me from day one. Uh, we've done so much over the years. I mean, a lot of you are familiar with everything we've done. Um, even just like a a sampling of a couple months of, of some of the stuff we recorded, some of the people we've met, the places we've gone. I mean, in a canoe, in an amphibious canoe in McCovey, Cove. I mean, it's just, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Anyway, um, through various changes and, you know, growth as an artist in Michelle's life, it's come to the point where she's had to step back and you'll see her from time to time, but definitely not, uh, with the frequency that, that some of you are used to. Um, in the meantime, I have been doing the photos myself I'm kicking around a couple of different ideas about something a little more permanent moving forward. Um, I definitely love collaboration and, uh, you know, I, I don't like to do things alone. So um, I just think, you know, the product can be better with the perspectives of different folks. So um, I'll figure that out in the next couple months and I'll definitely let you know. But I did want you to know about uh, these changes with Michelle stepping back. And I do just want to give Michelle a shout out, more than a shout out. I mean, just, I can't really put into words how grateful I am for everything that she's done over the last six years. Um, Podcasts, photos, uh, art shows, a comedy show, a couple music shows. And um, it's just been a really, it's been really wonderful doing the work, growing with her, um, you know, becoming even better friends all along the way. And I'm really happy for, for what's next for Michelle. Um, she's definitely still showing a lot. She's working a lot. And I think she's working on a couple of different sort of like artistic solo projects. Um, so if you're not already, please throw her a follow over at Lucky Killfeather on Instagram. And uh, yeah, thank you, Michelle. All right. One other thing I wanted to do was talk about, I, I'm a big fan of like, it's the end of the year. Let's look back and let's focus on, while not ignoring some of the uh, less positive things, let's look at some of the highlights. And I just got a couple notes here. Um, things that I either recorded in 2023 or or put out in 2023, um, both for me count because a lot of times the experience of meeting people and sitting down and talking with them and then doing photos and, you know, everything involved with, with making a podcast is just as rewarding as actually like editing it and then packaging it up and putting it out for you all to hear. So just a, just a couple, and, and this is not to, um, you know, diminish the importance and joy that the other episodes that we've done 
brought us, but um, just a couple of my highlights. 826 Valencia. So um, <clears throat> I learned about them probably around the time that I moved to the mission, which would have been about 2002. Uh like a lot of people, I saw their storefront on Valencia and thought, like, you know, how cool is it that there's a pirate store? And then I learned everything else that they do around youth education and, you know, after school programs and, and the like. And so sitting down with finally getting to do an episode on them, sitting down and talking with those folks, um, just an utter joy. And, and you know, I, I don't like to think it's like feather in my cap or anything, but proud to have finally done done an episode on them mission bowling club um <laughs> i'll just say this meeting molly has been amazing uh i ended up i did turn 50 this year i wanted to do a bowling party for many many years and by the time i was ready to actually pull the trigger the pandemic happened we all know what that means and then I actually, I was, I had been thinking maybe for the last year or so before my 50th birthday, I was like, okay, Seabull. Now that it's safe again, let's do Seabull. And then, of course, Seabull closed. R.I.P. Seabull uh, down in Pacifica. This all happened and it all actually culminated. I learned about Seabull's closure the day before I sat down with Molly over at. Uh, Mission Bowling Club. So the timing was just really, um, really remarkable. We ended up, she and I talked about that closure um, of that sort of landmark bowling alley and noted the poignancy of, okay, well, that one's closed. You guys, Mission Bowling Club, are still open. Um, and I love that place. And so I ended up having my 50th birthday party there. That's kind of what that means to me. And Molly and her staff were and are really amazing. Um, besides the service and the quality of food and drinks at the place, they just really do a lot. There's always really fun events going on there. Uh, follow them on Instagram. They're real fun. Their, their account is full of um, bowling uh, delights. I don't know what else to call it. Okay, one more. Uh, Club Fugazi. So, holy mackerel. <laughs> For many, many years before it shut down, I really wanted to do an episode on Beach Blanket Babylon. If you hadn't seen that show, um, you really missed out. It was... Uh, it was just everything. It was a little bit of a, a, little bit of a musical, farcical... Uh, always kind of current affairs, up to date on what's going on in the world, what's going on in San Francisco, show that ran for many, many, many years, many decades. Uh, it shut down, I believe, right before the pandemic. And in the same space, which is known as Club Fugazi, over in North Beach, a new show, an acrobatic show called Dear San Francisco opened. And so in... I, I reached out to them and we started talking about doing a podcast and they insisted, which makes sense, for me to see the show first. And um, again, I just, I, thinking back on that night, I'm once again speechless. Do yourself a favor and go see this show. 
Um, shout out to all the performers and all the folks behind the scenes putting that show on. I think it's like six or seven shows a week. Um, just really incredible art and athleticism. <laughs> and you won't be sorry. And you'll definitely come out of that show with a deeper love and appreciation for this city that we live in. All right, I'm just going to rattle off a couple other favorites. Friends of the Urban Forest. Um, I got to go out with them for a tree planting over in the Tenderloin before we recorded. And um, yeah, just really value the important work that those folks are doing. Bayview Opera House. Okay, that had been on my kind of wish list for many, many years. Um, I had never set foot in the building and <laughs> in the process of recording. Of course, I did. And um, had a really lovely time sitting down with them and recording, learning the history, learning even more about uh, an, a really important neighborhood and a really important part of San Francisco. What I'm calling the new Babylon Burning, uh, as I mentioned, where we actually just got our hoodies made recently. Uh, last December, a little more than a year ago as I'm recording this, the old Babylon Burning on Bluxom Street suffered a devastating fire. Um, they lost, I think it was like three or four decades worth of equipment and screens and things like this. Um, and as you'll learn, if you haven't already listened, please go back and listen to this episode on the new Babylon Burning. The whole story of them and the community rallying around them to get them up and running again over on Howard Street. So that's another highlight. Many Bar, what can I say? I feel like <laughs> Many Bar sort of became, even though it's about a 15-minute walk from my house, sort of became my local bar um, coming out of the pandemic. Uh, just I just really love everything about it. It's a tiny community art bar and a very tight community, I should say. Uh, we ended up, of course, doing a, a two-month, eight-week or so long show with them between season five and season six. So I think it was like August through October. So between sitting down to record with Aaron and John and then doing the show, I felt like there was about three months of my life where I was more or less embedded at Minibar. Um, and I'm not sorry about it. So please check out that episode. That was how we wrapped up season five. And then in October, we launched season six at one of my favorite places. So once again, in the Bayview, uh, Old School Cafe. Just wow. Um, the place itself, the vibes, the music, the drinks, the food, the people serving the food. And then you learn what it's all about, uh, which is helping formerly incarcerated and youth who are formerly in the foster system get jobs, feel value in their lives. Um, I just can't say enough about what those good folks are doing. As I mentioned when it came out, uh, I think this was the second or third episode of, of season six, Probably more than six years overdue was our episode on Vesuvio. Sitting down with bartender Joanna Liocci and co-owner Janet Clyde. Our first episode, going back to 2017, 
was with Rob Vell Smith, and I always like to let my guests choose where we record. Rob Vell chose Vesuvio, so that was my first time to sit up in the booth and record with uh, one of my guests. I, I think now, including the episode I did on Vesuvio, I've probably recorded there more than anywhere else, probably about five or six episodes, with Boozan being a close second. Anyway, um, yeah, just really happy to have finally got the story of Vesuvio onto this uh, ongoing sort of documentary project that I've, I've been doing for six years. Um, just can't say enough about how much I, I value that place. So please check that out. The last one I wanted to mention, uh, also on my wish list for many years, was the good folks over at United Players in South of Market. And my sit down with Rudy Corpuz, who essentially founded and is one of the main driving forces behind what they do over there. I just can't say enough about how much I, I respect and admire and love Rudy and what those folks do. All right. And of course, all the episodes I didn't mention <laughs> are equally worth checking out. Um, I, I like to think that I don't put anything out that I don't completely stand behind. And whether it's an individual or uh, a small business that I love and respect. So please, uh, when you get a chance, do yourself a favor and go back through our archives. All right, I'm going to end with a look ahead. So as of today, I have episodes already recorded that will be released through March. So I've got a lot in the can, stuff I'm really excited about. One of my favorite new musicians. She's not a new musician, but she's sort of new to me. I discovered her in, uh, in 2023, and I'm very happy I did. And finally got to sit down and chat with her, hear her story. So look forward to that. Uh, a nonprofit that goes back to the 60s um, that has been, been very crucial in many ways, um, from housing to AIDS to different drug epidemics. Um, so I'm just going to, I'm not going to say who it is, but I'm going to tease uh, that it'll be someone you recognize. Um, we've got a local brewery that might have been one of my m most enjoyable <laughs> sit downs, uh, with one of the founders and owners of, of that place. Um, it's going to be an unusual episode to edit because he and I just kind of, it's both serious and goofy. We had a real good time, uh, and it was it didn't really have anything to do with the beer we were drinking. He's just a really fun and fun-loving individual, and I think it's going to come out in the episode that we recorded. Uh, and uh, two more. So one, uh, an artist that I discovered, a visual artist I discovered over the summer, who's born and raised in San Francisco, and was just sitting down and, and talking with her was really, really good. I mean, I, I feel like I got as much from our time together as I get from her art. So really looking forward to that. And then the last one I wanted to mention, I like to do, if I can, do something thematic for Valentine's Day. Um, I don't necessarily believe in Valentine's Day as far as, you know, the whole Valentine's industrial complex commercial complex that comes with it but you know 
a day to sort of celebrate love. Nothing wrong with that. So um, I do have, uh, I'm just going to call them a creative, and that's putting it mildly, a creative couple who I'm going to be sitting down with, uh, getting to know them, getting to know their relationship, and getting to know their art and what they contribute to San Francisco. Look for that. I think um, Valentine's falls on a Wednesday this year, and I put out episodes on a Tuesday. So uh, look for that on February 13th. All right. That's it. That's enough for me. Um, I guess one more just want to express my appreciation to everyone who listens to this podcast, everyone who subscribes, everyone who follows us on social media, everyone who likes and shares and comments, subscribes to the newsletter, buys hoodies, uh, buys any of the merch that we have over on our merch store on our website. There's still a couple different t-shirts. We've got love letters t-shirts. We've got our logo t-shirts and we still have logo hats. There's some of Michelle's photos that are still available. So, um, yeah, just really deeply appreciate it. You know, um, knowing that this stuff that I sometimes do in isolation, whether it's recording bonus episodes by myself or editing a podcast it's just great to know that it goes out into the world and is uh is well received so appreciate y'all happy new year and we'll see you next time music for storied san francisco was produced performed and curated by otis mcdonald Aaron Lim of Bitch Talk Podcast is our contributing producer. And the show is produced and hosted by me, Jeff Hunt. Now in our sixth season, we have more than 200 episodes available on our website, storiedsf.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're able to, please rate and review the show, and drop us a line at storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Keep rejecting those silly doom loop narratives about our city. Stay wacky, weird, healthy, and creative. And we'll see you next time on Storied San Francisco. We acknowledge and respect the first humans of the unceded land we call San Francisco, the Ramaytoshaloni. We condemn the genocide of these and other tribes across the Western Hemisphere. We honor their legacy and history, and we support rematriation and sovereignty efforts. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcasts.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.